Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, <laughs> the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up today, uh, psychics. Ooh. And yeah. mediums. Ooh. Wait, dude, isn't the plural media? <laughs> We're gonna be talking. So. We're gonna be talking about all those media out there who talk to the dead folks. Ooh, the plural. Mm, okay. Yeah, they're spooky. Yeah, it's amazing how they know. They know it's, things. Yeah. How I, do they do it? It's a gift. Silly. <laughs> From Jesus. It, yeah. Yeah. They have, Did, a, they have does, a connection. Does Jesus give them that gift? Someone, I think someone I, had to. I think a, a gift lot of psychics. Is given. A yeah. lot of psychics uh, do claim some sort of connection to christianity i think that that's just bizarre yeah i, I want to meet a muslim psychic <laughs> yeah abdul the muslim medium uh-huh there tlc there's your next show right yeah. th- right there yeah there you go anyway i don't know that that's allowed i i, I think it's stonable it might be stone I, most things are most most <laughs> things if you if you get too good at it you'll get you could get stoned Maybe mm. not in the u.s though right 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 mm. Okay. I mean, there are some states in the U.S. where you can get stoned legally, but not that kind of stoned. Oh, damn. Look at you. See what I did there? With little puns. And little, little little turn of phrase yeah. there. Okay. Huh. All right. All right. What do you got? Well, I actually have... I wanted to start with an update. Oh, uh, okay. This is uh, long-time listeners of the show. Um, and first-time callers will uh, will will remember the story. I, I think it was when Adam was actually host, uh, guest hosting once. Oh right. Um, he brought up the story of this bus driver in Ohio, who um, who 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 claimed that there that three black teenagers shot and stabbed him. Oh dear. Um, and uh, that the really the only thing that saved him was uh, a, a Bible. Right. Oh, right. I remember this. I do remember this. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the Bible like stopped one of the bullets, I believe is how the story went. Well, um, it uh, it didn't happen. What? Yeah. I'm, I'm I mean, he outraged. Might, I know. Um, the police, the police investigation has been unable to uh, find any evidence that supports his claims. Um Excuse me. Wait, which and claim? Upon the claim? The claim that he was shot at all, or the that claim he was that... attacked? He was never attacked. <laughs> <sighs> you know what? You know what that so means? It's like, it's not even that. Like, he made up details about the attack. He just, it just he, didn't. He made up the whole thing. It seems like he made up the whole thing. It's yeah. a great story, though. Why wouldn't? And of course, it's got to be black teenagers that did it. <laughs> of course. You don't make up that story yeah. if you don't if you're not going to bother to to, now, to give okay. the attackers so that race. So he might have he might have been I'm sorry he might have been attacked in some way. Sure, but the sequence of events, the ballistics tests on the gun uh, that was said to be used in the shooting, um, it absolutely none of it could have possibly have happened as the driver described. <laughs> so they so they, I guess at this point they don't know what happened. So wait, is there is there a Bible with a bullet hole in it or not? I believe there is, but he shot it himself. Something, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just think, um, I think he's really endangering our his community because they all think now that if that if they just you know put Bibles in every pocket, they're safe. Yeah, it's better than Kevlar. 
Well, it's it's God's Kevlar. It's God Jesus's Kevlar. Put on the vest of Jesus. <laughs> just a big, just the biggest Bibles you can find. Right. Just be clad in Bibles. Yeah. Just all parts of your. Make sure that all uh, vital organs mm-hmm. are are covered by Bible. Yeah. And it it's a good workout too. You'll be ripped. Oh, you because well, books are heavy. Books are heavy. You know, you get a few of those yeah. big family-sized Bibles. No, if you have back problems. Like a problems. shield and like a, a you know, breastplate yeah, type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's heavy stuff. Gird your loins. If, if, you, have, if you have back problems, uh, you, you should you, you know, should consult a doctor yeah. before wearing the uh, Bible Kevlar vest. I, I would think, though, I mean, talking about loins in the Bible and mm. whatnot, the, 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 and this is not, I'm not actually making a really bad joke here, but the paper... Mm-hmm. It's it's nice and thin. It's very that thin. would be nice to <laughs> to gird your loins with. Yeah, it'd be comfortable. It's like still a, paper. I don't know. It would be nice. I'd be wary of a paper cut. <laughs> I don't want that's that. What I'm I don't that want that fine, anywhere fine near my paper? loins. Isn't it more sort of the the thicker, rougher paper that, that you really risk having a good cut on? Oh, maybe like it's so fine. Dan. Oh, okay, it's the f- only the finest why is that? Why Bible you, paper. Why can you not get garage? a Bible with decent paper? With good paper that's not like that thin, see-through well, it would, stuff. It would be so thick. I don't care. I want a real book. Bi- I want It'd a be, book. It's it's like a thousand. How many pages is it? It's long. It's a long book. It's a, it's a big book. That's but, gonna you be. Know. A, that's gonna be. Like, you can't carry that to church. <laughs> you know, Christians are expected to carry these these things around with them. <sighs> weak. You have to make it. You're you weak, know. Christians. Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> Do you even yeah, lift I know. your Bible? Yep. Anyway. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to go to Stone Park, Illinois, uh, oh? where uh, there are some mad, mad sisters. The nuns mm. of the Sisters of St. Charles uh, Convent Oh. Uh, in suburban Chicago. Uh, they have filed a lawsuit. Uh, ooh, ooh, litigious nuns. They are litigious nuns. They're grumpy. Because their neighbors have been playing the loud music all into the night. Um, okay. The, it, it makes sense that their neighbors would do this, though, because it's a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> Who was there first? Uh, you know, I that I don't know. That's the only thing I care about in these cases. Who was there first? If the sisters were there first, I think they have a claim. If they moved in later... You moved in next to a strip club. Uh, they're claiming that the club violates uh, Illinois zoning laws, which require a thousand foot buffer between adult entertainment facilities and places of worship. Oh, okay. Uh, so it seems like the club was probably their second. The, well, club, did, the club's the newcomer. How did they even get licensed and whatnot? I don't know. I mean, how did, like, I mean, usually, you know, nobody, the city's not going to check. They just wait for someone to file a, a complaint, which is now what's happened. Oh boy. Um, but the sisters have seen, quote, public violence, drunkenness, and litter. That's not what sisters want to see. No. Nuns no. don't need that. They don't. They, and, and litter? And litter near a, 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 an abbey or uh, a convent? Right. It's oh, my God. Shit. Including uh, um, empty beer and whiskey bottles. That, uh, is, that is unacceptable next to a nunnery. Indeed. You know, they say that <laughs> the lawsuit mentions, quote, Pulsating and rhythmic staccato beat noise and flashing neon and or strobe lights. Haven't these these haven't they ever seen nonsense? 
They need to go into that place and what? witness to the, the patrons. What? <laughs> I mean, literally, nuns standing outside of the strip club would probably have a deleterious effect on the club's profits. Well, if they've seen Sister Act, they know how this works. <laughs> yeah, you go out there. Yeah. You have your you can clean up the neighborhood, sisters. You have your rulers in hand, uh-huh. and you just look at every person going into that <laughs> strip club. You shame them. You shame them. Mm-hmm. You don't file a lawsuit. That's not, that's not, we can't, as a Hollywood person, that's not a viable uh, uh, script, story. Yeah? You need to go over there and shame them. Oh. Lawsuit's not going to work. Oh, yeah. That's not funny. No. How am I supposed to lure in a a Whoopi Goldberg-esque? You'll never get your script sold. No. With that. No. Whose name could I attach to that story? Nobody. Maybe a... I don't know. Hmm. Who's the right actress to play a litigious nun? <laughs> litigious nun. That's almost a Susan Sarandon, maybe? <laughs> litigious nun. <laughs> yeah, I could see Susan Sarandon doing that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Now I believe it now. Okay. Now, now it's okay. Now, now I believe it. Now we're... You just have to attach the right <laughs> actor to it. And, and then... once you do that, then oh, I can, I, now I can mm, see it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's so it's like um it's like it's like sister act meets uh, uh the rainmaker. I don't know the rainmaker. Yeah, I don't really. I, I was wait, just trying wait, to come up with the John one, Grisham. Wasn't there one novel. where 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 uh Susan Sarandon did play a nun? Didn't she play a nun in something? Well, wasn't she the was I, I oh, it's uh, a movie that I never saw, but wasn't it Dead Man Walking? Yes, that's yeah. I didn't see that either. Yeah, I but I'm pretty sure she's a nun. She can reprise her role mm. as 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 nun involved in some in something like <laughs> cleaning legal. up a neighborhood, right? Through the law. Well, good for you, Susan Sarandon. But and your 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 uh, gaggle of nuns. But if it was about shaming, then it'd be a much better story, and we could we could get you know you could get like maybe a Kristen Wiig vehicle going here. The, the, or maybe a uh, yeah, as long yeah, if it's a comedy, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what we want. Yeah, a comedy. Huh. Okay. I don't know. You know, you get a nuns are. Why are nuns naturally funny? Be- because There's something funny about nuns. They wear stupid clothes, and uh, mm. and they turn their back on society. Were nuns funny before the Flying Nun? I think nuns were scary. I think nuns. I think nuns are in equal parts hilarious and terrifying. Do we like laughing at them because they're terrifying? Maybe. I think nuns are the same as clowns. They're clowns for Jesus. That's what they are. Everybody's kind of afraid of clowns and kind of loves clowns uh, yeah, all yeah, at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Nuns are clowns. That's okay. That's fine. Well, uh, let's see. Since uh, no, I actually I dropped the my other nun story. Oh, okay. I was going to talk about nuns in Italy trying to, uh, not nuns. Wait a second. I didn't have a story about nuns. <laughs> wow, you've gone to an interesting place. No, it was it was it was wives of priests in Italy trying to uh, get the the Vatican wives and lovers, female lovers of priests. How, to... how do you have a wife of a priest? Um, well, there was one in the story. Wow. Okay. They kept it on the DL. They didn't they didn't get married in the church. I guess not. They got married civilly and just lived together. 
Wow. Yeah. That's some forward thinking stuff. Mm. But that's not one that's of your not stories? That's not one of my stories. Okay. Well, then move I, on to So one I had like a nun thing in my head. I don't know why. That's really funny. Um, did you know? Oh, Dan. Mm. I'm sorry to tell you this. Oh, shoot. Because I know it's going to ruin one of your favorite things. Oh. You're, um, I know how much you love Monster Energy Drink. <laughs> I just, <laughs> you just, I can't get by without it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's more important to me than my wife. <laughs> well, this is, uh, I'm, this you is going to be a rough one for you. I'm don't sorry. ruin this for me. This is going to be really, really tough. <laughs> um, apparently, <clears throat> um, the logo, are you familiar with the logo of Monster Energy Drink? It looks like it's an M, but the, the, the three sort of prongs of the M are they look like a claw has like has, yeah, scratched, scratched down. Scratched it away. It makes this M, right? Sure. And it has like this green light that's like emanating out. Like there's this okay. like there's a monster right. on the other side of whatever this barrier is sure. that has been scratched, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's trying to get out, right? This monster is trying to get out. Right. Right. That's all I've ever read into this sure right and also the color that they've chosen has always made me think of like toxic spill which i thought also kind of was fitting for mm. monster energy drink because that's what it tastes like they've rounded up was a toxic spill but anyway okay um apparently the three those three prongs look uh, uh very much like the letter um vav of the Hebrew alphabet. Okay. Which corresponds to the number six. <laughs> six, six, six. Wait a minute. Wait, do you have a picture of yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's an so, M, but it looks but like... The, but look, see that? Oh. See that the, the vowel. So each right of there? the... So imagine, listeners, three things that look kind of like railroad spikes. Mm-hmm. Uh sort of fit together to form an M, but it's kind of also like, wow. Yeah, but you see it, right? Can yes. you see it? Yes, yeah, so I can see it. It's, yeah. I mean, it's a letter that corresponds to a number? That's that's Hebrew alphabet shit there. That, okay. I didn't make that up. That's for real. I'm not bl- okay. accusing you of making it up. I just... Um, and uh, and so, so, yeah. So, apparently, this is... So, it's the mark of the beast. And so, people who are drinking... I'm getting this from discerningtheworld.com. Mm. Um, and which uh, sounds like a very, very reliable, good source. Well, it's, it's it's not news, right? No, no. This is I'm saying good source for for spiritual enlightenment. Oh yeah. If you is it a Christ, it's be, a Christian website? It's a website? Christian website. Okay. F- just filled with warnings about marks of the beasts out there. Oh good. But as you know, the marks the mark of the beasts or 666, right? Mm. Um is one of the one of the things about sort of the end of days is that it will appear it that people will be sort of forced to wear it on either like their right hand mm. or on their forehead. Oh, right? Oh, okay. And I have two more pictures to show you. Because oh, Monster no. ha- they 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 sponsor a lot of like athletic events, sure. Right? And so they have gotten into like like athletic wear giveaway things, and so they have like these these like athletic gloves that you can wear <sighs> that have the logo on it. On the so glove. you're wearing the mark of the beast on your hand, and then of course beanies. Can can we? You can't go to one of these like no no events without somebody trying to give you a beanie, right? And so now it's on your forehead. So now you can yeah you have it on your forehead. 
you know you're just walking around you're you think that you are like this um corporate product just chump you think you're a corporate tool yeah but really you're You're a a demon tool you're a demon tool well you know i i have to say their product is called monster Mm -hmm. is the word beast so far off well part of their one of their slogans is release the beast (gasps) what Uh uh-huh oh they need to embrace this They need to grab onto this 666 thing and I, run with it. I don't think they would care. No, no, no. I mean, they, they don't want to lose all of their Christian people. But I I mean, I just, I love the idea of them being like, you know, Mark of the Beast sort of be like, hey, Mark of the Beast, you want you want some free swag? Yeah. Got some Mark of the Beast swag. Well, I, I, I found this story actually on Reddit. Oh, and yeah. The guy who posted it said, um, he said I was drinking a, a, a Monster Energy drink. Uh, on the on the street, and a woman bo- walks by and says, "Enjoy that in hell." <laughs> <laughs> and he, wow! He, and he had no clue about this thing, so he had to look it up. And he was like, "Oh well." I just <laughs> oh I mean, wow! People, people take this shit she, seriously. She didn't. So like, she didn't offer a- any like further commentary no, or explanation. Like, I hope you enjoy your energy drink in hell. It's like wow! I would be so baffled. Like I've, I don't drink these drinks. I don't. I hate energy drinks. I think they're disgusting I, and whatever. I agree. But they But I, I literally like. I would be just baffled. I don't even know that I would. That it would occur to me to go online and look up monster because I would assume that it was about me or something. I know. Yeah. I would how, be like, enjoy that in hell. I would be like, how does she know? <laughs> does she recognize me from our videos or something? Uh. Well, it always seems like to me that people who drink these things are the last people who actually need more energy, <laughs> right? Like I'm thinking of two people in my life who I have known to, who I've watched, just like down energy drinks, and it's just like you don't need this. Yeah. You... What What part of your mind do you think that like you're low on 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 intense energy right now? <laughs> How do you th- how do you think they got there? <laughs> it's like, but I guess I didn't know. Right? Maybe that's what I didn't know. Right? Well, I mean, and I'm I don't like energy drinks in part because caffeine doesn't have that res- that effect on me, and so it's like just drinking a disgusting. It's, I'm, yeah, drink. yeah. I'm just drinking gross drink. Right. I'm not actually like getting any benefit from it. Mm. I realize that some people enjoy the drug element of an energy drink. Oh yeah, it's and delightful. There you go. Well, not I. I enjoy <laughs> caffeine. Mm. Ingested through coffee form, indeed, no. indeed, or iced tea form. Sure. Um, well, I'm going to take us. Uh, there, there was a Supreme Court decision, not a ruling, a decision. Oh, recently. Uh, okay. They have declined to hear uh, a, an interesting case. Oh. Um, the case itself is uh, Elmbrook School District versus Doe. Um, okay. Which was a case involving um, a uh, whether or not a graduation can be held uh, in a church. A graduation ceremony for a public school oh. uh, can be held in the auditorium of a church that is clad in various and sundry religious paraphernalia. An actual graduation? Yes. Where was this? Uh, this is Elmbrook District in uh, Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. And uh, and so they 
they had this uh they they had their high school graduation in a local church auditorium uh someone sued and they um and they the decision came down the, that they couldn't do that right and the supreme court has de- declined to take up the case which means that the decision stands now that's an interesting fact con- in light of recent uh, Supreme Court decisions, yeah, like Greece versus Galloway, uh-huh. in which uh, you know the town was allowed to have prayer, Christian prayer, uh, right. in their town. Okay, uh, so just as there's there, Justice Scalia is pissed. <laughs> he uh, he would have taken it. Okay, he, he wishes that they had taken the case. He uh. feels that that it is. Uh, what did he say? He said, "Quote because Greece." Made it made clear a number of points with which the seventh court's decision is in, is fundamentally inconsistent. The court ought, at a minimum, to grant centuriari centuriorari. I don't know what that means. That's legal talk. Mm. Uh, vacate the judgment and remand for reconsideration. Wow. Okay. Centuriorari. I should have looked that up. Yeah. I'm gonna look it up. So they have to find a new place for their graduation right which they were already doing anyway because the there had already been this decision and stuff but it right. is interesting that now that stands as precedent right i think our country's very I confused about that, what isn't isn't okay i thought though that that already wasn't okay because i'm fairly sh- i'm fairly certain that my little town in oklahoma would have been holding graduation at a church if they could have yeah you know what i mean like sure. I, I don't how is that still a question in this day and age, how is whether or not like it's inappropriate? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's weird and it's stupid and it's not right to have to surround kids with your religion. I mean, clearly, it was probably one of those things that all it just always had been that way. Yes, I'm right? guessing. I'm guessing it, so. This it just hadn't been rooted out yet, and. Because I doubt somebody, like, in this day and age, just decided. Some principal was like, you know where we should have the, the you know, yeah. screw this stadium. Right. Let's have it over at the Catholic Church. I guess my question is, do they not? I mean, that the school doesn't have its own auditorium? I guess well, tra- yeah. traditionally you don't have it at the auditorium. You have it elsewhere so it feels special or something. Ours, I mean, let me think. Ours was in uh, the field house, actually. Right, right. And you and I went to your your niece's uh, graduation, and it and was, was that a, it was a, on a, the football, football field. field. Yeah, I just feel like it would, what's wrong with your what's wrong with your your buildings? Yeah, have it in your damn buildings. Yeah, have it in uh, you know wherever the field house, wherever the kids play basketball. Just yeah, have it there. Yeah, why not? You have assemblies there. We had a huge field house. Right. Oh, that could sure. seat the entire town. Right. But Well, you have to. Yeah. They need to come. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there you go. Uh, Centuriorari uh, is, uh, or Certuriorari, I guess it's Cert. I'm, I was reading it wrong, um, is a, a writ seeking judicial review oh. issued by a superior court, uh, okay. directing an inferior court or, or a tribunal to... Uh, send a record a record of the proceeding for review. Oh. So anyway, they didn't do that. Uh, but but yeah. So there we go. Um, the the Huffington Post uh, 
published a thing about it and published probably the least flattering picture of uh of Mr. uh uh Scalia. Scalia. God damn names, man. Sometimes wow. they just don't come. Anyway, you want to see this picture? Is it the one where he's peeking out of the gates of hell? No, oh. it's just one where he's got more chin than he has rest of his face. He's got a lot of face. He's just lots of face. <laughs> he's just got a lot of face. Yeah. It's just face bubbling out from other it's, face. Yeah. He's got like he's got a lot of skin surrounding that face. Yeah. He blah, blah, he's got um, like a, a mane. Blah, blah, blah. A mane of, of, of a fat. face. A face. <laughs> Not as much hair as he a used to have. A mane of chin. But he's just, just yeah. There's just there's just rippling face <laughs> pouring out of him. <laughs> Not all of the fake pictures look quite that unflattering. Yeah. All right. So anyway. Well, um, I would like to go to um, Arkansas. Yeah. Which, of course, is always, uh, this story involves uh, discrimination. And so it's always surprising to hear about discrimination mm. in Arkansas. Um, is it? <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you sure? Um, so uh, uh, apparently, uh, one of the uh, residents of, I'm going to pronounce it Beeb. Mm. Arkansas, B E E B E. Can I call it Bieber? Or it could be BB, or I think it's just Beeb. Yeah, Beeb, Arkansas. Um, so uh, one of their residents uh, decided that he uh, wanted to use. So on his property behind his house, there is another building, a garage, mm. right? Sure. And uh, oh, um, and. In the garage, he wanted to use the garage to uh, set up a little uh, church to sell religious or a no, church, a little store to mm. sell religious goods, and he wanted to set up a like a, a, a he called it the Seeker's Temple. Oh, right, sure. And he talked to the mayor, and the mayor was like, "Yeah, hell's yeah, set up that church." But we're, so we're gonna give we're let's let's get you a zoning variance or whatever they call it, right? For your garage, a conditional use uh-huh. type thing, um, because clearly you live in a residential area, so you can't engage in commercial activities, right? But apparently, in their city code, um, uh, they they do allow conditional use permits. Uh, in in cases for for uh, for like churches and whatnot. Sure. Well, then it came out that this resident uh, is a high priest. Uh, he's a pagan high priest. Oh dear! And the shit well, hit the fan. Yeah, you can't and, do that. And uh, and the the not the mayor, in Beeb. The mayor went back on his word, <laughs> and uh, the the town sent out a cease and desist. Oh dear. Uh and uh, apparently uh, there wasn't really much to cease or desist. Well yeah, it's a garage. He hadn't even done anything yet. This came out like the day after wow. their their initial conversation. <laughs> because it was like, What the hell are you doing in our neighborhood? What are you doing in our town? Yeah. And uh and so uh all, all so the... now that's just uh it's just back and forth, you know. Yeah. And a lot of it's hearsay. Okay. You know, because like it's not in writing. It's one it's one, you know, the mayor says he didn't say that. The guy says that the mayor did. Oh, uh, okay. But when the media showed up, the mayor refused to go on camera. 
<laughs> and the only person from the city that was allowed to talk to the to the media was apparently the the the, the city attorney. Okay. Um, That's wise on the mayor's part, probably. Probably, <laughs> considering yeah the that that he'd probably have to lie right or to sound okay on camera right. But there was one of the I guess they have aldermans in this town. Mm-hmm. Um, a, 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 an alderman who uh, did go on record, and he really got to the, the the root of the problem, the heart of the matter. Yes. Um, and uh. And he simply, uh, he simply uh, said, "That man's God isn't my God." Well, so the, there you go. Done. No, no need. Done and done. There you go. Oh, discriminate. I'm. I'm fine. It's it's not discrimination when I know whose God is real, <laughs> and it's not your God. Yeah. I know. I already know the answer. Yeah. So that's not discrimination. That's no. just clarifying reality. Yeah. God, my God doesn't want your God here. Right. Exactly. My because God, back in the day, they had some problems. Right. My so. God has claimed this sandbox for his own, <laughs> and you may not play in it. Beeb belongs to Jesus God. And all of the Biebers believe. Oh. Yeah, I got believers in there, sort of. Wow, Dan. 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 I, uh, the, I, I think it is a valid question to ask if people from Beeb are called Biebers, because they should be. <laughs> Bebites. I think I, I I wonder if they were called Biebers right up until, and then suddenly Justin Bieber took off, and then there was like, well, I bet you could look it up right now. I'm not going to look it up. No, find, find out what they're called in Beeb. <laughs> That's not be- going to be Bebites or Bebians. <laughs> Bieber isn't bad. Bebies, the Bebies, be- Bebians. Be- I be- think it's Biebers. I, I think I said Bebians. I'm going to call them Bieber- Biebers. Beeb, Arkansas. I'm looking it up. Okay. You can you can do whatever you, will you want. Find, you will find nothing. Uh, you will find nothing. That's a standard thing on Wikipedia. Anyway. They say what people from a place are called. Right. I anyway. Oh. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna move you can you can fill us in on that later. I'm gonna move us along to uh to the Navy. The mm. United States Navy. Where oh, okay. where uh there's been a little bit of a dust up. Uh, a man uh by the name of Jason Heap applied to be a chaplain for the US Navy. Okay. Um uh, as you know the the US military has a uh has a chaplaincy. Um he applied as a humanist uh to be a humanist chaplain. How nice. Uh he was rejected. How? R- uh, roundly. On what grounds? Um well basically they just uh well the grounds that they gave were Due to the limited number of vacancies, only those applicants who appear to be most highly qualified are selected for appointment. Non-selection cannot be attributed to one single factor. Uh. Um, So he's not qualified, or he's not the most highly qualified. Now that seems to be a little bit uh, sketchy, considering the fact that he's a graduate of Bright Divinity School and the University of Oxford, he has a Master of Divinity, a further Master's in Religious History, postgraduate certification in religion and religious education, and recently completed a doctorate. Uh, he, I'm sorry, this man clearly... He's not qualified. He's not qualified. He's not qualified. Clearly not qualified. Look, look, if maybe if you had, had like, you know, two years at ORU, 
at Oral Roberts. Maybe we'd think about it. But all of those things, I mean, Oxford University, come on. Yeah. That's not a thing. Is that even a real, is that even a real university, sir? Sir? Is that even real? I'm, yeah, I don't know. Poor guy. Yeah, he seems qualified to me. Uh, but not to not to uh, our military. Uh, literally, uh, it was not until the the Mexican American War that even a Catholic had become a military chaplain. It was all Protestants up until then. Really, uh, the first Jewish chaplain was in uh, the Civil War. Hmm. Uh, the first Muslim chaplain. You want to take a guess as to when that might have occurred in the U.S. military? Oh, 19... 19- 78. 93. Really? Mm-hmm. 1993 yeah, okay. was the first Muslim chaplain. Hmm. First Buddhist in 2004. And the first Hindu was uh, 2011. So. I think uh, I think they need to reevaluate some things with regards to this yes. chaplaincy thing. Because, like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, theoretically, every chaplain it's is a, supposed to be chaplain. This is a government chaplain. entity. Right. Right. And the way that they get around the whole government entity, like, essentially hiring a priest or hiring a religious person, is that they say that every chaplain is supposed to be chaplain for all the soldiers. Right. Who could possibly do that better than this heap fella? Right. Who could... I mean, he knows everything. Right. Clearly. And, and as a humanist, he's really only, I mean, he's he doesn't have allegiance to one creed. Right. Right. He's like literally if I'm a if I'm a Christian, I would feel really weird about going to a Jewish or a Muslim chaplain. Right. Because those guys have an allegiance. Right. I think as a Christian, I could go to a humanist chaplain knowing that he doesn't oppose I mean, hopefully he doesn't oppose any religion. He just is there for the guys. Right. Well, to be a chaplain, he'd have to be. Right. Exactly. So anybody could go to him and, you know, in their hearts, they're thinking, well, this guy doesn't even believe in God. But if he's got good advice, if he's helpful to these guys. Right. Frankly, we should be eliminating the chaplaincy altogether and bringing in therapists. Well, yeah. But but, as, but as we discussed in another in an earlier episode... Therapists in the military have to actually report right. to people, and they and they don't have, uh, you know, uh, confidentiality agreements with with these with these soldiers. And also, there's a huge stigma with among soldiers about going and seeing a therapist. Yeah, but no stigma about going and seeing a chaplain. Hmm. So they need some some. Except there might be a stigma of going to see a humanist. I know, chaplain. right? But I mean, seriously though, you're a Catholic, and the nearest chaplain is Hindu. Yeah. How I, the fuck does that work? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Doesn't work. Say three Hail Marys and two Our Fathers, <laughs> and stop eating beef. <laughs> you might feel better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's all it's all very uh, it's it. Well, it won't happen in my lifetime, but sometime, many, many, many centuries from now, maybe they'll get rid of all of this religion nonsense, and we don't have to worry oh, about it. Oh, damn. There could be a sudden thing happen in this country. <laughs> like what? I don't know. The South just blows up. <laughs> 
Even that wouldn't do it. That's what sucks. It would get rid of the really crazy shit, though. <sighs> like South the cr- blows up. The cra- Frank just the- wished that the whole South would blow up, everybody. Well, I hope I all know, you Southern I, listeners realize. Here's the deal, and I know it's sad. I know it's sad that we would lose a lot of good people. There would be a lot of people that we would lose. A lot of our listeners. We would lose that's, a lot of listeners. That's Frank's version of collateral but- damage. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, that's the point I was going to make, yeah. Which is, it's a price to pay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then the only true, true crazies left in the country would be the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. And the Mormons, the Jehovah's Witnesses, if you you don't want anything to do with them, then they don't, they definitely don't want anything to do with you. Well, you know, at a certain point, they need to keep their numbers down. There's 144,000 of them that are getting into heaven. Yeah, they're backpedaling on that thing, though. Yeah, but still. But I, I but then, be... and, and the Mormons, well, you can just intimidate them into, all you have to do is start some contention with them, and they get very uncomfortable, and then, and then they just leave. I'm, can I excuse uh, myself, please? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, just pray and, about it, and we'll, uh, maybe and we'll then they just, tomorrow. And then they go to, to fast and testimony meeting and talk about the, the dark feeling that they got. And that's and that's it. Mormons Mormons are easy my, to deal with. Nothing my home teacher called. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Uh no no chaplaincy for him at this point. So Well, good for him. I guess. <laughs> he dodged a bullet. Well, uh, uh if you guys have anything you want to say about chaplains and Mormons and nuns. I don't know anything. Nuns. nuns, all of the things. I want to hear about nuns. The the clowns for Jesus. Uh, then please drop us a line, won't you? You can write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Yeah, we'll get to hear your pretty voice. Uh, or you can uh, jump onto the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and uh, see what, what's brewing over there. And, of course, uh, there is our website, www.thankgodimatheist.com. There's, there's actually stuff happening. People are starting yeah. to go there. Yeah. Uh, so you Commenting. Could, yeah, you could participate in conversations there. That's a good thing to do. Yeah. Well, uh, so what are we doing now? Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And, uh, excuse me. Whoa. <laughs> um, this is that uh, lovely, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Brian Wilson? Brian Fisher. Brian Fisher. Brian Wilson, somebody else. Isn't he one uh, of the Beach Boys? Uh-huh. <laughs> this might be. Brian Fisher is also one of the Beach Boys, but he's the lesser known he, he, one. Well, he was the one who dropped out he's like, right he, before yeah. they got famous. Yeah, because they were getting not Christian-y enough. Yeah. He was kind of a, he was already a curmudgeon right. back then even. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, so here he is. Uh, it, this is starting with a caller who's calling who's talking uh a caller into the show and uh and then uh uh brian fisher chimes in unfortunately um this is coming from my christian perspective uh sharia law is probably preferable to what we have right now the blatant sexuality the killing of babies they don't allow that in sharia law so as far as that's concerned they're probably a little bit more just than we are well, you know, the interesting thing, uh, Stephen, is that when Muslims around the world complain about the United States, they always talk about the decadence, and one of the main things they mention is the amount of pornography that is produced in the United States and then shipped overseas. 
And so they rightly accuse the United States of corrupting the morality of the entire world. And it's just embarrassing. It's humiliating that we have given them that. Uh, that uh, how do we argue against that? We can't. I mean, when they go out there and say the United States is the great Satan because of all the pornography it produces, we, how do you argue against that? Because they are right that that is the work of Satan. We're producing it. We're distributing it all around the world. They have every right to complain about that. So, again, as we've drifted from our cultural moorings, from our values, uh, we're creating problems for ourselves as well as for the rest of the world. All right, that's an excellent call, Stephen. Thank you for that. I didn't realize <laughs> that all the trouble in the world— is because of America's pornography industry. I would say most, most of the trouble. Wow. Uh, here's what I. What's funny about this? We, you discovered this today. You found this little, this little uh, gem of a clip today. Yeah. yeah. Um, yesterday, I was talking with a friend about the fact that it seemed it, it had occurred to me that Sharia law packaged a different way, right? Like as as like by you know introduced by a Christian. Uh huh would really appeal to the people who are most afraid of Sharia law being instituted in our country. No, clearly. And then we have this dude who's, who's, who's saying it. Who figured it out. Yeah. He was like, wait like, a minute. He's like, they, I'd be fine with this. They don't like abortion. They don't like, yeah. you know, women having rights. They right. like all, they're all the things that I like. We have more in common with right. those radical Islamists <laughs> than, we do. than we do with our fellow Americans. Oh, you know, huh. we, we, we need to start a campaign to encourage right-wing Christians to move to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia doesn't want them. I know. they The Middle East, then. somewhere. Go find yourself somewhere in the Middle East. Uh, go to Israel. It'll confuse oh. everything. It'll make everything... They know, they know that Israel is not the place they want to be. They love this country. <laughs> they say they, they love do. this country so much. Yeah, that's true. Warts and all. No, not warts and oh, all. Shit. They no, want to. No. They want to fix the warts. Oh crap! They, Let's fix this they, country. They love this co- the the country that they have imagined. <laughs> right. That never existed. Right. At the, any point. The in country. Our history. The country that they believe in their heart of hearts, regardless of evidence, <laughs> that the founding fathers were trying to create. That's the country that they love. <laughs> so, oh God damn it, let's save it with some Sharia law. Yeah. That's the only thing that can save us now. <sighs> uh, we have some emailers uh, that have written in. Uh, Travis wrote to us, hey, guys, I'm listening. I, list- I just listened. Try that again. I tr- started that sentence like three times. And it's written for me. I don't even have to improvise it. So well, I- that's the problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey guys, I just listened to episode 134's email from a 16-year-old atheist in a conservative Mormon high school and wanted to add a bit to the discussion. I'm 17 and have just graduated from a tiny Lutheran high school in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Well, congratulations, Travis, on your graduation. Uh, I too had had gay marriage come up in a math class. During the first week of calculus, we were reviewing functions and the concept of a one-to-one function came up. Uh, The analogy my teacher used to describe this was, it's like marriage, one man and one woman. Huh. That's cute, right? Yeah. Okay. Calculus. Wow. Gay marriage is like calculus in that it's bad. Was there a memo? (laughs) (laughs) Was there a memo that went out to all the teachers that was like, no matter how hard you have to try. Work in it. Slip in gay marriage. Get it in there. 
Uh, he says, similarly, my Spanish teacher would go on rants about religion and global warming. He once <laughs> went so far as to say that there was never a hole in the ozone layer oh and that global God. warming didn't exist. Oh, no, he there also, was. And he, then we changed the formula in our hairspray. Right. And it closed. It fixed it. Huh. Hmm. Uh, the the analogy my teacher used to describe this was, uh, it's, oh, uh, uh, sorry, no, I'm on the wrong thing. Um, he, uh, he said his... Uh, his uh his teacher also scoffed at him uh at some of the authors of books that he would read. Uh, and he says he read Bertrand Russell and Dawkins and Chomsky. Oh, fantastic. Um it did give me an idea for my graduation speech, however, when I based the entire thing around a Bertrand Russell quote and urged my friends uh not to be afraid of thinking. Well, that's good, Travis. Thinking is good. I approve of that. Hmm. Uh uh, though you might think grinning and bearing it, this is this I found because we kind of, you know, I think we sometimes say just uh, just put your head down and and get through get it. through it. Yeah, he says though you might think grinning and bearing it would have been the easiest option, speaking out was what kept me sane. Hmm. When my theology teacher told us that Christians were persecuted in America, I raised my hand and told him how ridiculous that is. We ended up having a 40-minute discussion that made me 30 minutes late to my next class. Wow. Similarly, when my physics teacher gave up a creation gave a pre- creationist presentation, uh, I went home and compiled nine pages specifically addressed uh, addressing some of the bullshit he had said and why I thought it was irresponsible to say it. He asked me to talk to him after school, and we had a two-hour discussion. I'm most proud, however, of convincing my biology teacher to consider making Dawkins the greatest show on earth required summer reading for her future classes. Love the show, Travis. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think everybody knows their situation better than we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm all for. And you know yourself. You know what? Yeah. You know what? What's going to work for you? Right. And, and not what you, what you need. And this and Travis I, fella yeah. sounds like a precocious little little yeah. fella. Yeah. And uh, and and if you know if you've got the personality for it, speaking out can keep you sane. It can yeah. absolutely keep you sane. Yeah. But you have to be able to uh, to withstand some pressure, right? When that happens, when right. you, when you do that, because you'll get pushback, as Travis mm-hmm. did. Dear Frank and Dan, writes Jason. Um, this is our friend Jason from Panama. Fantastic. From whom hey, we haven't Jason. heard for a little bit. Uh, he was uh, he he wrote us some very nice things. Um, he's he's in the Peace Corps for those listeners who aren't familiar with Jason. Um, he said, uh, he, he said some nice things about us. And then he said, um, the last thing I wanted to say is in reference to the group, uh, you title quote, angry atheists. The following is my two cents. You see, I've been, I, I've become great friends with Panamanians who are all very religious. Hmm. One friend of mine has talked at great length with me about his faith and my atheism. We are better friends because we have talked about these topics. However, this is only possible because neither of us tried to convince the other of our opinions. Instead, we tried to figure out how each other came to our position. If I had tried to, quote, convert him to atheism or vice versa, our friendship would have been impossible. To be honest, I think that our friend, my friend is happier and better off with his faith. Most importantly, he learned that atheists can be respectful, intellectually curious, and willing to consider a differing point of view. Uh, they can even sometimes be Peace Corps volunteers. Hmm. Uh, I'll keep listening to your show when I get back to the motherland. He's apparently leaving the Peace Corps after three long years. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, and he is, says if he has any more questions, uh, he'll send them our way. In the meantime, he's going to start a graduate school in the fall studying plant biology. He says, science, awesome. 
Wow. And All I right. say science is awesome, too. And congratulations, Jason. Fantastic. You're, you're my hero. Oh. Jason sounds on the ball. He's got his shit together, doesn't yeah. he? This yeah. Jason fella, yeah. he knows what he's doing. There's something I'd like to bring up from his email that you skipped over. Okay. Which is Jason wrote about us in like a newsletter. Oh, that's right. A an lo- article. little local newsletter that goes out to the local Peace Corps volunteers. It was my understanding of what it was. Uh, this is the Peace Corps Panama magazine distributed to all the current volunteers. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, more of that, listeners. <laughs> Reviewing. Yeah. We, we, we do if really. You have access to a newsletter, why not mention us? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, I really, I, you know, you and I, Frank, don't know a lot about getting ourselves out there. Yeah. We don't, that's not where we put our energies. We no. should, but it's yeah. not what we do. We yeah. put our energy into producing the show and hope that everybody finds it. Eventually. Eventually. Eventually it's going to happen. But, uh, but yeah, it would be nice <laughs> if you guys, uh, if you guys want to, you know, if you've Spread got a, the word a if, little. If, if you've got a blog, you, yeah. you could mention us in it. We wouldn't mind. Yeah. Uh. We're we're just bad at it. We need help. All right. <laughs> well, uh, if uh, yeah, so so there's that. Uh, we also had some donors uh, to to thank. Wonderful, including Jason, who whose letter we just writ, uh, wrote. So Jason, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, you you're too kind. He gave both uh, a he he start he gave both a one time donation and he started up his. Uh, uh, how very nice of his. How very his nice of you, Jason. Automatic payments again. Uh, Jennifer has become a monthly subscriber as well. Thank, thank you, Jennifer. Thank you so much, Jennifer. And we got a uh, no, a one-time donation from Frank. Thanks, not, Frank. Not you, Frank. Thanks, Frank. But but a Frank that I that that. Or I, that I also have always liked. Uh, thank you, Frank. You. <laughs> or just Frank you very much. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you would like to donate to us, you can do so by finding the link on our website at thankgodimatheist.com, and then you'll help us. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Anything else? That's it. Should we move on? Oh. Wait, 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 wait. I have a psychic premonition. I uh, think oh? it's time to move on to our next topic. <laughs> People from the other world are telling me. Is it my grandmother? It is your grandmother. What? Hey, wait, wait, wait. I'm, seeing, it an, my gr- I'm seeing an older woman uh-huh. uh, off my right shoulder. Really? I'm sensing a presence of an older woman. She's okay. um, she's either good or bad, uh, a person, and she is. I I get the sense so she was a wonderful person. That she yes, that's exactly what I'm getting from her is that she was this wonderful woman, and she was she's kind, and uh-huh. okay, yeah, good, and she and and she approves or disapproves of your lifestyle. And she wanted me to let you know that. Does that ring a bell for you? Is that uh, feeling true for you? I how Grandma Feldman would, <laughs> would, respond. would respond. She approves of you being gay, but not of this podcast at all. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I like to think. I don't know. I'll tell you she what. was a Lutheran. She was a pretty serious Lutheran. She probably wouldn't be happy about it, but she, she probably would have just, just smiled. Just lit up a smoke and said, whatever. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No, there definitely would have been a cigarette involved. <laughs> Grandma smoked. Um, well, there you go. But uh, you didn't. You didn't bring up the the important details about Grandma. Oh, uh, yes, I was going to bring those up. Yeah, the important details. Yeah. Which ones were those again? Well, I was hoping that you would. She is 
she wants you to know that she's safe and that she's uh she's happy now where she is. Oh, that's nice. And she I, was very unhappy at the end. Right. And she wanted you to know that she has found peace now. Oh. Right. She peace, said pe- what, but what what peace from what though? Like Oh, Jesus is real and she's in heaven. <laughs> Just so you know. I don't know. Is that where we were going? Did she really accept the gospel? Like my mother claims she did. Oh, the Mormonism? Oh, she's a Mormon now. She's a full-on Mormon now. She was so grateful for the baptism oh, that they did for her, God. for the, the dead. The 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 the, the woman with uh, three brothers who were Lutheran ministers. She was the president of the North Northern California Women's Lutheran Women's Association. They're all Mormons. All that now. kind of crap. They're all Mormons. They're now. all Mormons. Okay, all good. Good. Yeah. My mom was right then. Yeah. All Your right. mom is absolutely on the ball. These people who 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 had pure convictions of their faith. In yeah. Life. Well, now they figured clearly it out. once they died, it was it made so much sense. Yeah. Someone came up to them in the afterlife and said, "Hey." A baptism has been performed in your name. If you want to accept it, will you just sign here, please? And they were like, oh, yeah, I'll take that. Oh. I'm a Mormon now. I'll take anything done in my name. Yeah, exactly. This, yeah. Oh, and look, someone else has uh, has done a, has made you gay. Oh, and you've been washed in the Ganges. <laughs> oh, oh. Posthumously. That's nice. That's nice. I'll take that. Actually, I've seen the Ganges. Uh, I It's disgusting. Yeah. The pollution is nasty. I've heard. Uh, so I, I've seen, I, I, I've seen I will, video. I will delightfully li- decline. Uh, you don't want to wash in the Ganges? I'll wash in the Ganges. Why not? Well, if someone's doing it for me in proxy, then maybe. Sure. That way, uh, you can't. Can you get dysentery in proxy? Um, <laughs> well, proxy dysentery. Pro- I guess. You're right. You can get Munchausen by proxy. Anyway, um, what we're trying to get to eventually, what is the point here? Is that we're we're we wanted to talk about there was a there there was a, an event here in Salt Lake City a couple yeah, weeks ago. Teresa Caputo, the came. Long Island Medium, mm. uh, came to our fair city. We did not go to it. Had we planned earlier, I didn't know about it until the day of. Right, we should have. Tells you how much I pay attention. And I heard she was coming in. I just dismissed it. It didn't even occur to me that, oh, that'd be perfect for the show. Well, I seriously was just like, I, I was dismissive of it as well. I was like, who the fuck wants to see that? Yeah. Yeah. But On then the I, day, re- I was like, eh. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. But it's, but we wanted to talk, but, but here's, here's part of why I wanted to talk about it. Oh. I have a friend uh, who is an atheist. And and we we're not you know a- other atheists. There are a couple in our Damn. in our Fairburg. Okay. Uh, I had you know I she and I sort of met recently and uh, and and we were talking about atheism and blah 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 and and then the subject of the Long Island Medium came up and she was so excited about the fact that she was coming and I said oh really yeah I find that kind of fascinating too and she said yeah I mean I really believe it what and I went wait huh. Yeah, I really believe it. It's re- she's real. I watched the show. I love her show. And I was like, um, okay. Your skepticism might be a little broken. <laughs> it, might, it might be your calibration. You might selective. Want, want to recalibrate that. But we thought we'd talk about about it a little bit because some of our listeners might also uh, feel that. So we 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 need to back up that kind of a statement. If we're gonna make a statement like. Psychics aren't real, or mediums don't actually talk to dead folks. We might want to back that up a bit. Okay. 
So, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about uh, Miss Caputo? Miss Caputo uh, was born in... I'm not going to go back that far. Um, the Long Island Medium. She's She has a show on TLC. Did you say TLC? I think I did. Oh, okay. Just pulled that out of my ass, though. I didn't yeah. know what, uh, what where her show actually yeah, was. Yeah, she, she, she has this TV series. And, uh, of course, it's recorded in under controlled... In a controlled setting. As all TV shows are. And it's edited. Uh-huh. As TV shows tend to be. Right. Uh, and there's there's an audience. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she, people come to talk with their dead relatives. This is key. This is her thing. Right. You have something unsettled. I mean, I guess, is that really kind of what psychics... Is that their shtick? Is that the whole thing, is talking to dead relatives? Uh, no, that's what a medium does. Okay, so she's really more of a medium. Yes. She's the medium medium refers to she is the medium through which the dead folks talk. Right. Because because clearly there are other kinds of psychics. There's the kind that like the police department calls up to find dead bodies, <laughs> right? Yes. Right. I, although they can be I, I there no, I think the lines do blur. I think some people consider themselves psychic mediums. Or, oh. or I, my understanding is that psychics are more like mind readers, right? They are more like, I don't, I, I'm going to look up psychic now as you okay. talk about. Okay. That. Um. So, anyways, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I do know that she. I mean, she does the show. Um. She does um big sort of arena type events, mm. big events with tons of people in 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 the theater, uh. And then she also takes, I'm sure, at at quite the cost. Um, at quite a high price, uh, private readings, right? As well, um, at her, uh, uh, she lives in uh, um, outside New York, I guess. Right. Uh, but anyways, uh, recently, uh, RadarOnline.com uh, broke the story that she is um, um, she's being investigated for fraud. What I know. What. I know. How can you investigate that sort of thing, for one thing? Well, I don't know. She I, makes claims that, you know, she's talking to a dead person. It's difficult to make, to to refute that. I'm just reporting. I know. What I read. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, okay. Uh, and uh, anyways, so uh, Ron Tebow, who uh, investigates, um, he has a, a whistleblower website called mm. SciFake. Okay. Com. Yes. You might have seen that before. I had, I had seen it once or twice before. Okay. Um, anyways, he he one of his, the big things that he does is he debunks psychic medium types. Okay. Uh, and he uh, and so he has been looking into. He's been talking to um, Caputo's clients and people that work with her, uh, and. Uh, and 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 really just like watching her techniques and exposing them, okay, and talking about them, sure, and calling them for what they are because these techniques have names, okay. Um, you know, she wait, the names aren't reaching into the beyond. <laughs> Is that no. one of the names? No, no, no. She uses like shotgun techniques and cold reading techniques, um, where she like, what about these? These are what about tried the te- and true? What about the technique of? Talking to the dead. Yeah, no. In front of an audience, she just, they call it shotgunning because she says something stupid like, uh, is someone here lost a relative right. in the last 
uh, ten years. I mean, she's not that. Someone in this section, it. I feel like I feel like there's a male presence here. Has someone in this section lost a loved one uh, between the ages of? Uh, I, I mean, I feel like it's middle aged, not quite old, but not quite young. Mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 da. This this person's name may have begun with a J or an M, right? <laughs> and then and. And eventually, the two most common letters for names to start with. Right, and eventually, yeah. like someone's gonna raise their hand, like, "Holy shit, that's yeah. my my brother Joe!" And right, then, <gasps> and then she knows, and then she, brother. Right, she knows the name. Right, yeah. Like people give away a lot of information and don't realize how much information they're giving away. Right, even sometimes by not responding. But you're gonna get into more. Of yeah, we'll, the, we'll, the, we'll, how the cold read works. We'll talk a, a little stuff. bit about that. Um, but anyways, so, um, I guess she's been getting a lot of, uh, bad press recently because of the, this uh, investigation into her, uh, practices and, Mm. and people calling her out. Uh, other, uh, psychics have begun denouncing her. Oh, of course they have. Uh, they're, they're jumping on that (laughs) bandwagon and, uh, and a lot of, uh, audience members are, are starting to, uh kind of see through it mm. uh for example um i guess people who are fans of the tv show which is edited so they edit out a lot of her mistakes sure in moments when she's not getting as it, if she makes mistakes you're assuming working. that she makes mistakes uh so when she ends up in front of a large audience of you know 2500 people uh-huh. um she she's the the the, the gets to see how much she gets wrong right. before she gets stuff right. 2,500 people must be a small audience for her because when she was here, she was at the the, the former Delta Center. Yeah. Yeah. Where the, the Utah Jazz played. She was at a huge stadium. Yeah. I mean, I doubt she filled it. No. But I mean... But her, t- and her tickets are not cheap either. But if that's where they booked her, and, oh. and the sound there sucks, Yeah. if that's where they booked her... Yeah, she sold some tickets. She sold oh, more yeah. than two thousand tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, yeah. I mean, it's a stadium with a capacity of what thirty thousand or something like that. I don't know what it is, but anyway. one of the one of the girls at work took her mom. Oh, really? And uh, and she, um, her mom actually was one of the people who got <gasps> called on. Oh, and I can't remember all the details of it, but they were. I mean, apparently the tickets were pricey. Well, yeah, and. Uh, and they were so they were right up in the front because that's her that's her thing too is that she only deals with a certain part of the audience. Yeah, you can't go everywhere in a in in a stadium that size. It's not like she's. Gonna... She should try to get up to that upper tier. I think For that one. would be that would be a good practice to adopt. It would it would if it you would... do that kind of show. Get out amongst the people, mm. right? The people who truly can't afford it, right? But, but the trick the anyways. trick is she can't like hoof it all the way up there. For it, because she would have to like leave the uh, the stadium, go outside, go around, go up the stairs, and then pop back in during a break. And then ev- and then everybody needs to locate her. Like she's got her microphone, and she's like, "I'm up Spotlight. here." Right? Yeah. These yeah. things. There is a way to do it. <laughs> the camera, the camera crew will know where she is. Sure. So put her up on the jumbotron. Right. Right. right? Yeah. Th- th- this is all doable, Dan. You're it's right. All doable. You're right. Anyways, um, but so there's a quote in this little article um, from, and and this kind of really speaks to the kind of person who goes to uh, one of these shows. Mm. Um, and who like, um, so this woman, um, she she mentioned sort of the the size of the audience, 
and uh, and she, she she her she her beef was clearly that she was spending all the time on the first floor. It's this this whole issue. She's uh. up in the, one of the higher levels, and it really just kind of pissed her off. Oh. And she and she goes, "I was a Teresa Caputo believer and watched every one of her shows." <laughs> My young daughter died this summer, and I needed to believe in something. Oh. After tonight, I am no longer a believer. There were many grieving people there hoping for closure or a sign from their loved ones, and 2,490 people left defeated and deflated. Well, what was she expecting? That she's going to go from person to person, and everybody that shows up gets to be... Gets, gets to be yes, she just touches, touches you and goes... Your your baby girl misses you and loves you. Um, your grandmother says um, that the money's buried in the backyard. Um, <laughs> right. Your no 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 because even that would take too long. She has to run down every single aisle, going. You get comfort. 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 You don't get comfort. No. You get comfort. You get comfort. He hated you. Yeah. Your dead people love you. 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 He loved you. He loved you. He loved you. He didn't love you. He loved you. He loved you. He loved you. He didn't love you. It's Duck Duck Goose. Yeah, exactly. It's Duck Duck Goose of 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 readings. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I I think that's an unreasonable expectation. But oh my god, I think we've hit on in that comment exactly what's happening here. Yeah. Which is that people are coming with pain in their heart. Right. And they don't know how to deal with that pain. Exactly. Uh, themselves. These are vulnerable people in need of something. Of something. Something. She they, just said, I mean, she said it. I can't, I needed to believe in something. Right. And so she was willing to part with 100 to $200 of her hard-earned money. Right. In order to find some closure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is what people liked, what teresa caputo are preying on right is that need for closure that that huge psychic need right 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 but a different kind is, of psychic yeah psychic as in your psyche not yes. psychic as in as wikipedia says a person who claims to have uh, the ability to perceive information hidden from the normal senses through an extrasensory perception Ooh, extrasensory or esp i would love some extrasensory something or other a sixth sense you have actually there are many more than five senses people don't realize that you have a sense of balance you kind of have a sense of rhythm yeah you uh are you speaking to me specifically when you say that (laughs) kind of no i'm just kidding i'm teasing you i've never seen you dance i have well there's a good reason (laughs) well Um, then you've confirmed no but my rhythm is fantastic (laughs) it's my coordination that's lacking But the, the my foot will tap to the rhythm, just fine. Right on. Ah, you're yeah. right on that downbeat. But my hands don't know what my legs are doing. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the uh, the the thing about psychics uh, and mediums is that they they do as you as you mentioned earlier employ some some tricks of the trade that are. Now here's an interesting thing. Um, I, I do want to mention this because while I'm about to go into talking about the tricks that are used by psychics uh-huh. to uh, to draw out uh, from the person what they what you know what they need or to to sort of right. get into somebody's psyche. Okay. Um, I'll, I'm I'm going to say this: a lot of psychics genuinely believe they're doing it. 
A lot really? of yes. They are not all charlatans. They're all charlatans, but they don't know that they're charlatans. I thought, don't you? Isn't there some sort of intent involved in being a charlatan? Maybe I don't know, but I mean, I've always thought it's so. always fake. That's but, why I like calling Joseph Smith a charlatan. Okay, because I feel like he intended. Well, here's the thing. Uh, have you heard? You you've heard of James Randi, the amazing Randi. He calls himself. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a, a magician, a, sta- a former stage magician, but more famous for being a debunker. Yeah, there's a documentary out on him right now. Right. Uh, that's going on a liar. Correct. Yes. Um, uh, the Randy Foundation that he founded offers a million-dollar prize to anyone who can prove psychic ability or paranormal phenomena or wow. anything like that under uh, a mutually agreed-upon scientific or clinical conditions. Oh, okay. Um, well, Houdini had a, a fun little test. Yeah. He, because he hated psychics. Right. He thought they were just stupid, right? Right. And so his thing um, was that he had this challenge, and I can't remember what the prize was, but there was a challenge for psychics after he died. Okay. To to go to this to a place, I can't remember what it was, and uh, and they had to, and his wife would be there. Houdini's wife would be there. Okay. And what none of them knew is that there was he Houdini said, if I'm beyond the grave and these people are talking to me, I will tell you this. Okay. Right? I will say this to or I will say this to them. Oh right. Right. So he told her what the this little like password phrase was. Right. And of course nobody ever got it. Right. They would come and they'd be like, Oh, he's right here, and they'd do all their tricks. And it'd be all whatever. And then she'd be like, well, what is he saying? Mm-hmm. And nobody ever had nobody ever had it right. That's a, well, that's a good trick. That's you, a good trick. You kind of have to die to do that trick. Yeah, but he was still getting them, like, because he would debunk them in life. Right. And so it was the ultimate insult to debunk them even in death. Right, indeed. He was a clever man. He was a clever man. Well, here's what James Randi has done. He's he's posted this million-dollar thing. Okay. And many people have, tried, have taken him up on the challenge. Oh, okay. But the thing is... Nobody's collected the prize, and no one in in oftentimes frequently, no one's more surprised that they haven't gotten the prize than them. Well, they have to keep up appearances, maybe. But I I tend to believe that these that a lot of these people have been either trained or or are just sort of naturally good at these manipulations. Their mom was a psychic and trained them to be a psychic type thing. Sure, or they went to, you know, Lilydale, New York, which is a a a, a training place for psychics and mediums. Oh, really? That I went to when oh. I was in upstate New York. Okay. Um and it's a place where the, uh, nobody would talk in terms of this is a fraud. Wow. They would talk in terms of like how to do it. And and they and the way that they would talk about it wouldn't be like and this is a trick so that we can get them to sort of give us more more stuff. But yeah, they want to draw out information from the people, and then they just sort of enhance their intuition, quote unquote, or whatever. Anyway, I think I believe that a lot of these people are genuine and think that they have powers. Okay. Uh, regardless of that, though, let's talk about how they do what they do. Okay. Um, There's some great uh, resources, uh, books and online resources about about how to do it. Um, Michael Shermer, who is the uh, the 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 guy from uh, from Skeptic Magazine, okay, uh, has put together Skeptic put together a lovely thing called "Learn to Be a Psychic in Ten Easy Lessons." So Fantastic. I thought I'd just follow that. Okay. Um, 
Step one, he says, is t- set the stage for an intimate, comfortable experience. Um, establish your psychic authority with props, such as important-looking charts or bookcases full of reference books. Oh, okay. I, I, what he's doing, what we're talking about here is creating a theater uh, piece. Right. Um, all psychics are a theatrical event. If you go to a psychic, feel free to go to a psychic and pay them because they're putting on a show for you. Entertainment. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, they will try and make it very personal to you. Um, it's like a, 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 a hypnotist. Right. Well, hypnotists, hip, hypnosis can be real. Hmm. <laughs> oh, Frank doesn't believe in <laughs> hypnosis. Uh, hypnosis is just, yeah. Stage hypnosis. One, two, three, you're asleep. Stage. I mean, basically, there's suggestion going on when you when you look when you go to a stage stage hypnotist. The first thing that they do is do a thing on everybody or uh-huh. on a most people and weed out ninety percent of them uh-huh. because and find the most suggestible people in the right. audience. Uh-huh. Now it doesn't always work, right. but yeah, I mean, there's no reason to believe that stage stage hypnosis doesn't actually work. Hmm. Well, says Dan. Okay. Okay. Well, I've have you done any research into it? I've read a little bit about it. Okay. So have I. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. So what we're talking about here is something uh, different. Uh, but it is equally, like, it's equally important to somehow establish authority. Mm. Uh, psychics cannot work on people if the people don't accept that they're actually talking to someone with an ability. Mm. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty crucial thing. Um, the second thing uh, is um, project a sympathetic personality, um, which will which will put the client into a receptive, cooperative mood. Mm. Um, and it's a good idea. You'll find a lot of psychics who express that this is a team effort. This is something that I, you know, you if you're not with me, mm. uh, then I can't do my job. If you, if you're fighting oh, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. then I won't be able to do this. Right. And the thing is, uh, that's true. Uh-huh. If you're fighting them, they won't be able to do it. No, um, not because they don't have you're you're blocking their psychic waves or whatever, but rather because you won't be giving them what they need. It's a you're inviting a bad spirit. <laughs> you are, you are. Um, there are seven things, according to this, that people most want to talk about. Those things are love, health, money, career, travel, education, and ambition. Travel, yeah, travel was an interesting one. But it's tell not... me, tell me where, tell me all the sites I'm going to see. Right, exactly. Well, or or more more interestingly, I mean, and what we're talking about here is the psychic jumping in because the psychic has to create the sense that they are in your head. Right. So the psychic needs to have an in for that, right. a way to. So there are what what are called Barnum statements. P. T. Uh-huh. Barnum was a master at this. Statements that sound completely specific, uh-huh. but that are, in fact, very, very general. Okay. Um, there are certain things, like, for instance, most people in their childhood, or, like, I, you know, I think over 50% of people in their childhood had a scary event involving water. I And and this is good because it can be, you know, you, you fell in the bathtub, or it can be your sister almost got killed while water skiing. It can be any number of things. And if you probe cleverly enough, almost everyone will have that. If they, if they don't, that's okay, because what's interesting is that people remember hits and forget misses. 
Huh. If you're clever about it, and and if you if you miss if you redirect uh, their brain uh-huh. quickly enough, they will forget that you had that that you had a big miss. Maybe it wasn't water. Maybe, but yeah. there was an accident. Uh, I feel like there was water. Maybe or or you can also do this one. This is a clever one. Hmm, maybe you've repressed this memory. Mm. Maybe you maybe you don't remember it. Was it. So traumatic. It might have been so traumatic that you've repressed it. Let's move well, on that's and okay. see if we can get back to well, that. Let's find, let's find other things. Let's find other things. Mm. Um, there's also, I mean, so there, there, there are the famous uh, sort of Barnum things where, you know, someone can just say things like, people close to you have been taking advantage of you. Oh, dear God. Or yeah. your basic honesty has been getting in your way. Ooh. Or, you know, that sort of thing. You pride yourself on being an independent thinker and do not accept others' opinions without satisfactory proof. Well, that may not be true about you, but almost everybody believes that it's true about right, them. Right, exactly. Yeah. So uh, it sounds specific, and yet it, uh, it isn't. So once you've gotten that, then you've established sort of powers. You, mm. you, once you've gotten the general statements in, you've established that you're in their heads. Right. right. Uh, then, after the general statements, you can begin to hone in on specifics that apply to most people. Uh, by referencing things like, for instance, if there's if they've come to you and they, you know, they someone has died, uh-huh. you can say things like uh, jewelry. I'm seeing something about a jewelry that that your mother used to own. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of women will wear a ring that their mother owned, or a right. lot of men will wear something. You know, it wearing something that belonged to them is is a way to feel connected to their loved sure. ones, and so yeah. that's a good thing. Um, strange things like old medicine uh, or medical supplies that are out of date. In your medicine cabinet, uh-huh. will apply to most people because most people don't throw away their old medicine, but okay. they'll feel like it's really specific. Okay, so that's an interesting one. But what is it? Like, oh, I'm I... sensing that you have like some old medicine in your in your medicine cabinet. Oh, it's expired, but you still haven't thrown it away. What was that about? It's a great way for somebody to be like, oh, I had I had this awful disease. I had this thing yeah. that happened to me. Yeah. yeah. My allergies last year were awful. Right. I'm picking up on that. I've got some expired Flonase. How did you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly. And I do. Yeah. That's but... my, I was like, what's my expired thing? Oh, I have some Flonase because I hate, I hate Flonase. Right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter what it is. You don't, it doesn't even have to connect to some, like if, if, so if, if I'm the psychic and you tell me, yeah, I've got some Flonase, I can be like, hmm, Yeah. Because Flonase so, doesn't connect to anything traumatic in your life. No, but boy, your springs must be difficult. <laughs> Allergy season must be a real challenge mm, for you. Yeah. Do you end up spending a lot of time indoors? Yeah, exactly. I mean, but you don't even have to go anywhere Do with it. It's a hit, and work? a hit, a hit feels like a hit. A fi- oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like you okay. don't have to take it somewhere. But if they say, you know, <laughs> yes, I've got some. I I didn't take all of my cancer medication, but I, you know, I still have a little bit left. It's like, oh yeah, you know, tell me about your cancer because I feel like that's been been kind of a really important thing. I mean, I I picked up on the you know this this medication Very difficult time in your family. I feel like it's it's a it's a metaphor for something greater. Was it really rough? Was it hard for you to have cancer? <laughs> was that rough on you when you had cancer? I don't know if that was difficult for you or not. Um, knee injuries are a big thing. If you say you have a, do you have a scar on your knee or elbow? Oh my God, I do. Yeah, you do. Whoa, and I actually have a real knee injury too. Okay. Wow. Yeah. How did you I'm know? seeing your knee. I'm seeing a knee. <laughs> I'm and then, and then you use words like you use phrases like, "Does that sound right to you?" or, 
what might this refer to? Or, you know... Uh, well, when I was a kid... Does this maybe link to something in your life? Mm-hmm. Because what you're doing is putting the onus on the other person to make the connections. Right. You say something... Right. And then say, you make a connection with this. Is right. there a connection that you can make? I see a tree. Right. I see a great tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, does that mean anything the, I, to you? I know the tree, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, tell I me about that. Tree. Well, it was in our front yard when I was a kid. Hmm. Yeah. I loved it. I loved climbing the tree. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that joy with that tree. Yeah. I feel that joy. Yeah, it was wonderful. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, all of those sorts of things are, are very good ways of getting into it. And you notice wow. what I did there was I said a thing that felt specific to you mm-hmm. and then let you tell me about it. Uh-huh. And then I'm the psychic. Right. Because you told me about it. Right. And a tree is a joyful thing. A tree, climbing a tree is a happy thing. And yeah. I wait until you tell me, oh, the tree, you know... And I'm I, smiling. Either, I, yeah, you're smiling, and you climbed the tree. Great. It's a joyful tree. Well, I know, and the thing is, I can tell you, yeah, there was a tree. I can be like, oh, there was a tree. Oh, the tree. The tree. Oh, and then you're like, fuck the tree. There was something something feel, very bad, something mm, picking up a lot of negative. Right. Like, tell me about this tree. Yeah, what happened? It like, fell on our house. Oh, it killed my grandma. She's here. <laughs> We've... Now she's, we know who we're talking she's to. She's telling me about the tree. She's yeah. here. Boom. She wants you to know. You know, so we don't need to go through all of the steps, but, you know, if you appeal to the authority of ancient wisdom, that's always good. Oh, the Mayans. Mysterious secrets, blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know, I'm mm. borrowing from the, the pagans of old or whatever. Right. Uh, throwing in a little bit of scientific talk is very good. Really? Oh, sure. Okay. I mean, Deepak Chopra has made an entire career mm, out of, of course. out of saying words like quantum uh-huh. when he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking right, about. Right, exactly. Uh, so throwing in a little bit of that is a great way to, 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 get, to add string some authority. Theory. People love string theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody knows what the hell it is. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. say string theory, you say quantum. This is a quantum uh, a connection that I make with the other worlds. And then you Are know, you familiar with multiple universe, the multiverse. Theory. I'm yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, don't forget Are the you f- obvious flatter gravity. your subjects. Gravity, gravity, right? Gravity is happening right now yeah. in this room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, this is don't forget to flatter your subjects. Tell them what they want to hear. Oh. This is the brilliant part. Okay. This is where they all go right because it's so. Because the, uh, here's the thing: psychics will frequently tell you one thing that's negative. That you don't mm-hmm. like to hear, mm-hmm. to make it seem legit, and then ten things that feel great, right, right, like yeah, you know, you, or you couch a thing that feels great in. You start it with, you know, your grandmother's telling me that that you're you've been having trouble with your career. You've, you're not quite where you want to be. Is that mm, true? Yes. Your grandmother's telling me that it's going to work out great. Really, it's going to work out really, really well for you. Just keep pushing. Grandma says if you push hard, you'll get to that place. Or the psychic spirits. Or, right. you know, my ass tells you, tells you that. And then have your excuses ready. This is the, this is the, 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 the final trick. If you can master this, you'll, you will be a fantastic psychic. Uh, you're, start by telling them you're not going to be 100% accurate. Right. This is not, this is not a game of perfection. Uh, and then, you know, if, if you're wrong... Redirect. Get over to something else. Uh, you could, you could claim that uh, it was something that happened 
uh, in the distant past or that it's something that might happen in the future. Maybe you just got it backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm seeing, oh, there was nothing that happened to you in water? Oh, maybe it's going to happen to you. Oh, hmm, that's interesting. Look out, watch out for water. Just be careful, just be careful. Take appropriate precautions. Are you planning um, any holidays which might right. involve water, where right. you may be near water? And you know what? Sometimes just me saying this prevents the bad thing from happening. Yeah. Just so that you know. Sometimes right. just me giving you that much awareness can prevent yeah. it. That so, was my mom's call on Memorial Day. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? I told you about this. Didn't I? How she called on Friday before Memorial Day and was like, <laughs> I didn't tell you I this? I don't think so. No. What is oh, it? Oh, my God. Uh, my, well, my mom's the family prophetess. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And she called before Memorial Day. And she uh, uh, she told me that she, she was out back painting mm. and she had this uh, impression. And uh, she, uh, she, she needed to call me right away um, because I was, I was a part of the, the, this impression and uh, something, something bad, mm. something bad could happen. Oh dear. And I was like, okay, thanks. Bye mom. Thanks mom. Click. You're a bad psychic mom. You're supposed to start with general <laughs> things and then move on. Anyway, that's how to be a psychic. Uh, oh, yeah. Cold reading is all about. Uh, it, it, cold reading is basically just so, you, so we define our terms. Cold reading is when you walk up, when a psychic walks up to somebody that they know nothing about, right, and draw stuff out using these techniques. Right. There's also hot reading uh-huh. and warm reading, which is what a lot of these women, these people, these psychics do. This is what Teresa Caputo is being accused of, right? Which or one is, of the things. Which is when you when you buy your ticket. Mm-hmm. You give them your name and your email address, and she can look your shit up. Yeah, and in this day and age, that has become easy. Yeah, go. You know, if your Facebook isn't like locked down, if your privacy stuff isn't locked down, guess what? She knows all of the everything. Yeah, she knows your hometown. She knows who died. Uh huh. She knows why they died. Where you went to high school. She knows how you feel about them. She knows if you're in a relationship or not. Uh, Maybe. Right. So she doesn't even need to cold read some of these people. Right. And all she's doing is looking up the people in the front few rows, because the front few rows are the ones that she cares about. Does she have the little earpiece, the little tiny earwig? I don't earpiece? know. I don't know. Like in Fletch Lives. Or in, uh, in uh, what was the what was the Steve Martin one where he played a, uh, do you remember this? Something Faith. Keeping the Faith or something. And oh, he, yeah. He played a he played a a, a a roving evangelist. Oh, okay. Who he was did that kind of stuff? Who was fed stuff into his ear? Oh, and stuff. okay. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, there's a million ways to do it. Um, sometimes people stack the deck. Sometimes you know a a publicist will 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 bring people in that mm-hmm. they know and say that you know you're going to see a real psychic, but then you know tell the psychic by the way this person lost their mother. Right. Or this person. Well, she she really wants to come. I mean, and it can be innocently en- enough. Right. Right. Sure. This information can be conveyed w- without the person even realizing how much they're giving away to the person. The right. publicist could possibly even believe the psychic is real. Right. And still give her all. And still of, give her all hit, him or her all of the information. Yeah, exactly. It's also you know a lot of a lot of psychics even in in a group environment will talk to people quote before the reading has begun right and just say things like hey do, who did you come here hoping that you'll talk to okay cool who did you come here hoping that you'll talk to hmm, right that's interesting and she's cataloging it uh-huh. and then later ta-da that person <laughs> appears amazing <sighs> uh 
you know, look look stuff up online. Be all we're saying is we 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 have no proof that and that there aren't psychics in the world. Hard thing to prove. Virtually impossible. <laughs> but I will say this: keep your skeptical guard up out there, kids. Yeah. Uh, don't don't go to psychics if you want to. That's fine. Uh, enjoy a show or two on the TV tubes. Just know that uh, people are out there and they want to trick you. And take your money. Uh, so that's the key. So be entertained, but uh, but maybe keep the life decisions. Uh, make those based on the best evidence that you have, rather than on what somebody right or roll dice or, or yeah, sure. I mean, it's the people same thing. Do that too. The truth is that if you roll dice and then you make a decision based on that, your chances are you're actually letting the dice sort of make you aware of what you already wanted to 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 do exactly yeah which is what psychics do too uh-huh. i mean you can take a psychic's advice chances are that all they've tapped into is telling you what you already wanted to hear uh-huh. and if you wanted to hear that then that's the advice you wanted to take in the first place yeah so there you go maybe do that yeah all right well thanks for listening everybody uh if you want to be a part of our conversation or if you want to scold us and tell us that your psychic is real even if these other psychics are frauds, but your psychic is real. I would love it if somebody has a real psychic story. Then uh, then let me know. Uh, or any psychic story, right, actually. Right. Uh, uh, you can write to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Love it when you do that. Go onto the Facebooks and see what Mackenzie's doing up there. Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Or, uh, um, and, uh, or, and... Uh, head on over to the website www.thankgodimatheist.com yeah we're, we're blogging now we got we got people engaging with each other it's fantastic uh, we want more, much much more of that that's also the place where you can go uh, by the way and help us out uh, by donating to the mm-hmm. show um, all the best people do that <laughs> alright well thank you Mackenzie for all of your help on Facebook and uh, thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the music we sure do appreciate it um, and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye-bye.